This is the Three Preachers Podcast, featuring three preachers talking about life, church, and of course, the Word of God. And now, welcome to the Three Preachers Podcast. Welcome to the Three Preachers Podcast. That was epic. Welcome back, guys. We're excited, as you can tell. The theme music. Me and David are just pumped to be here because yeah, we're actually we're actually incorrectly named this week. It's not the Three Preachers Podcast. It's, it's the, the Two Preachers. Well, Two Youth Ministers Podcast. Two Youth Ministers and one was once a preacher podcast. But I'm preaching right. this week, so it could be one preacher this An week. Intermittent preacher. Oh yes, man, that's a lot. Fit in. Inter intermittent preaching. Okay, I don't know what to do there. Let's just pretend like Chris is here. <clears throat> Where is he? By That's the way? hard to pretend. He went up to the Stone Campbell Conference, which if no one, you know, if you're listening, you don't know what the Stone Campbell Conference is. Pretty cool. I hope to one day aspire to uh, go to the Stone Campbell Conference. I do not. I know. Yeah, I know. Dave was looking at me like, "What?" Uh, uh, Stone Campbell. Um, you know, for those who don't know, also Church of Christ history. Uh, we come from kind of a union between two. Preacher, theologians, Alexander Campbell and Barton Stone. And so there is a group that gets together every year at the Stone Campbell Conference. And they present papers uh, on a whole myriad of topics. And uh, I think this is probably Chris's second or third time going to present Mm -hmm. a paper that he's written, um, which just shows how much more studious he is than. See, you're kind. You said studious. I would have said nerd. um, I think he's a big wig. I don't know if I would have so corrected you or not. Uh, <laughs> he's he's. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Chris is a pretty big name amongst very small circles. <laughs> <laughs> he is a pretty big fish in a you know a, a, a put- small to medium <laughs> sized puddle. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, he. I mean, he does. He presents. I, I know last year he presented a paper, and you know he, you know, had a bunch of people like question him about it and. Oh man, yeah. That's when he came back like super excited when he was. Yeah, because like, yeah. it, it was on like the Lord's Supper and like it being the atonement sacrifice of the Old Testament or something like that. He's gonna get mad at me because I didn't remember. <laughs> you can tell we're youth minister. Totally. Like, something about paper. <laughs> I don't know. Was... No, but like you know, that just speaks to how 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 smart Chris is, and uh, I would like to one day do that. Uh, I think that's a really good group to be a part of, and you know. Be a part of our our faith heritage in that way, so it's cool. Um, so that's what he's doing this week. Well, we know what Chris is doing this week. How's your week been? My week's been good. Um, nothing, you know. Kaylee's healthy, and baby is healthy, and Olive is healthy, and that is pretty rare mm. when you get a healthy pregnant mama and baby and four year old. Mm. So those weeks are just um, hard to come by. So it's been a good week in in that regard. Health wise, I'm in the last like two or three weeks of school, so I've got all my papers and stuff due. I got one to do tomorrow, two due next week, one like the day after we get back from retreat, uh, which is going to be tough. So I'm kind of going like I feel, I feel very overloaded right now. Mm. I feel very stressed right now, but the week has been fine. What about you? We don't talk about my week. It was, oh uh, yeah, it was. It was brutal. So you know, Sunday apparently was, David went through like the the nine gates of hell. Yes, over yes, the, yes. 
There's only nine. I felt like there was a lot more than that. Dante only told us about nine. There could be more. Easter was great. Had family over, you know, egg hunting. Went to my mother-in-law's Saturday for Easter. That was great until we had the uh, fallout of that on Sunday night when my youngest fell sick about 11 o'clock with a stomach bug. And then my oldest fell sick about 1.30 with the the same affliction. And I fell sick about 5.30 with the same affliction. Jennifer fell sick about 7 o'clock with the same affliction. The only one left standing was Grayson, my middle daughter. Yikes. She was the only one. And so we were just... Did she take care of y'all? Like, did she go... Uh, she tried, bless her heart. That's sweet. She really did. But we, we basically told her to stay in her bedroom because we want her to... You know, it's one of those every man, woman, and child for themselves. Yep. You know, save yourself. You know, get on Step the bed first. pillows and blankets underneath the door. Yeah, and, like, yeah, exactly. Open up a window. So we were good by Monday night. We had calmed down. But then it was that feeling getting hit by a bus, you know, for the next two days. And yeah. just kind of recover and... So it was it was not fun. Today is my first day back in the office, and I'm preaching Sunday, so I'm behind. So yeah. I feel that pressure too, like like oh my goodness. Yeah, it's a different kind of pre- pressure when you gotta when you gotta preach, which I was technically supposed to preach, and you took yeah, like I was like, hey man, I'm gonna have finals. I need you to do this. Yep. And uh, so I appreciate you doing that, and you know sticking to it. And well, we're gonna knock it out. Backing down. It's, it's gonna be a good week. It's gonna it be a good weekend. Good Sunday, I guess. It will be. Um. Hey, so since Chris is not here, can we introduce our our segment we've been wanting to introduce the last couple? Of we've weeks? been wanting to do this for a couple of weeks now, and actually, just to pause right here. Thank y'all for sticking with us. If you have uh, the first three episodes, we've been trying to figure out the tech side of this, mm-hmm. so our audio has been just garbage. I think today that we might have figured it out. Hopefully, it sounds. Yeah, weird. I'm not going to say that just because Chris isn't here. No, 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 not that. Um, but we tried to do this last week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're saying Chris was the problem. No, I'm not saying that. But you I'm are. Not but you're not not saying it to each his own. <laughs> uh, okay. We want to do this segment last week. We tried. It went through the first time. Then re-record, and we're like, you know what? We're just too tired to oh, do it. It was nine right. o'clock at night. No. Uh, we want to call this segment "Remember When." Remember when. That was beautiful. Like Alan Jackson himself was singing it. Stepped in the room. Mm, that was amazing. Kaylee would be proud of me. So uh, here in the office, we have we have pretty good relations, you know, relationships. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get along pretty well. Uh, but there's this hierarchy kind of sometimes mm-hmm. uh, between the. Uh, I'm going to air quote here. You won't see me, but lead minister mm-hmm. and uh, us youth ministers, lackeys, some, lackeys, servants, you know, peons, mud people, whatever, mud whatever. people. Yeah, yeah, just cool, cool. Pond scum. And pond scum, and that's something. That, <laughs> yeah, that's that's where that what came from. Yeah. Chris calls us pond scum a lot. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Where sometimes he just uh, just throws stuff on us, and yep. he's like, here, just do this. Uh, kind of like, <laughs> you remember that time? where uh, Remember when Chris remember when? when Chris came up with this podcast, and we yeah. called it Three Preachers Comic Podcast, and then ditched us and three weeks. And then ditched in, us out three yeah, weeks. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was a good time. That was a good time. And he was like, oh, you guys can just do it on your own. <laughs> Sorry, come again? Come again? No, it was a couple weeks ago when we had the all that lattice work up in the up in the gym, and you know, well, you you tell it. You you were there the first time. Ah, uh, yes, we had the kit club, and it was all decorated, beautiful, fantastic. I'm there Saturday night with Chris. And says, hey, you want to go and put this lattice work up? And he goes, Ooh, this is a this is a three person job. Which I'm looking at, going, you just fold it in thirds and then carry it to the closet. He's like, This is this is probably a three person job. Trust me, some of these pieces are heavy. It's like, okay, he goes, we'll just wait till Monday, you know, when Devin's when here. When Devin's <laughs> I was like, are you sure? Cause we can just do it tonight. No, no, just trust me. It, 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 you'll need three people. All right. So I get in Monday, and 
Devin's here. I'm here. We're waiting to <laughs> guess he's not do here. this lattice. <laughs> I guess we, well we well we went to his office and the door was closed and the light was on and we hear like the like like he was having a meeting. Yeah, and we were like, oh, I guess he's having a meeting. And so Devin looks at me and says, you just want to take care of it now? I was like, sure. So we went over and moved it. And literally five seconds after we got done moving it, a text came through. Hey, guys, I'm headed your way right now. Like, <laughs> what? We've already moved the lattice. Like, what? And he came back. He came back. He's like, oh, guys, I'm so sorry. Like, it would have been okay if he hadn't apologized as profusely as he did. Because <laughs> he was just like, oh, I'm, so guys, you are the best. Yeah, like, I was in a meeting. <laughs> Fake that meeting. Was, in a meeting. Yeah, we were. We got to. He's. Oh, you guys are great for taking care of that. What? It was. You better leave it there forever. Yeah. That was the two options we were gonna have. So we should have left it there forever. That's what we should have yeah. done. Oh, uh, remember when? Yeah, we love Chris. Great, love Chris. Yeah, great segment there. Well, since Chris is uh, is not here, Devin, you wanna? Well, you know what? We don't have. To, let's talk about what the youth ministry is doing. What That's do we got going about. on? With our, our youth ministry, we'll be busy in the next ne- next two weeks. We got a retreat coming up the twenty first, the twenty third, going to Shoko Springs. Mm-hmm. I've heard Shaco and Shoko, so forgive me on the pronunciation of the first. How about do Shukoka? Shukoka, Shukoka, Shukoka Springs. Um, when we go and meet that lady for the first time there, that's how I'm going to say. Hey, thanks for having us, Shukoka Springs. Anyway, yeah, uh, so we got to go. We're going to go up there with the kids. And uh, retreats are really important to me. And just to give you a little bit of philosophy as to why me and David would want to, to do retreats, we only really, I mean, we're doing two a year. And the one in November is with area wide churches. So, really, this is the only spring retreat we do with just our kids. And we, we think it is very important to kind of instill in, in our kids the importance of of getting away and getting out and not doing vacation this is not a vacation trip even even though we're going to do fun things the purpose of a spiritual retreat is to retreat from the world and to be with god it's really easy easy for us to take a vacation kind of trip and retreat from the world but really just we're trying to just like empty our minds or to not do anything burdensome um and that's not the objective of, of a spiritual retreat. A spiritual retreat, just like meditation for Christians. You know, in Buddhism, you meditate and you're supposed to free your mind from all worries and not want anything. That's the purpose of meditation or yoga in, in Buddhism. But like Christianity, we meditate for the purpose of expelling worldly desires and then focusing on the spirit, setting our mind on things above, like Colossians 3 says. That's a purpose, and that's that's the difference between a vacation and a spiritual retreat that, that we do for our youth. And so that it's really important for me. I, I really care about retreats. I think I was really formed by retreats growing up. Um, I mean, I remember like in eighth grade, that was the first time like I came forward. And, it, and I don't know, there's something to a, a spiritual retreat where you have time to sit back and really think about and reflect on your relationship to God. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Like, I, I know this is crazy to say this around here because we we all know there's one place that's very beloved. Yeah, yeah. but I didn't go to summer camp, mm. and I lived an hour from Camp Wiregrass. Never mm. went to summer camp. Wow. Uh, no matter what church I was in, never went to any summer. Well, I, we did kind of go to one summer camp a few times, but 
uh, as far as camp around here is concerned, never went to camp. Ours was retreats. Mm-hmm. And that was when, you know, I may not have gained the most spiritually from it, but for me, retreats are, are also important because it, it's getting, it, it took us away from our home settings. It took us out and put us together, whether it was at a, a campsite somewhere or, you know, down at the beach or whatever it was. And you're just, you're together for a whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And that is, you're, everything you do, you do together. So it was like a growing thing. I, I always say my youth group, um, my youth group is what kept me in church. Um, <clears throat> and I can't tell you the lessons that were taught. I can't tell you any of that stuff. I just remember being there. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm married to my wife because of our youth group. Um, and so we used to go and just spend that time at retreats. And to me, that was that was formative. We didn't do a whole lot during the summer. Most of us during the school year. Uh, so for me, it's important to the spring retreat or the spring and fall retreats. It's just to go and and spend time together. This year. Uh, for our first spring retreat, we decided to go with the theme Renew uh, from using Mark twelve thirty, uh, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And our, and our hope is just to go out and, and spend some time, like I said, you know, uh, spiritually meditating, recharging, you know, renewing, coming back. You know, these kids are about to wrap up. They're, they're going into the final weeks of their school year. And, uh, and I don't know if you realize this or not, but summer is right around the corner. And, and I should in, insert some music here, like some kind of doomsday apocalyptic, <laughs> or maybe five, five, six weeks. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, but just kind of give them, you know, some some tools to help finish out the the, the school year, especially those seniors mm-hmm. as they're getting ready to go to college. I'm I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a good time next weekend at Chicago Springs. Um, and then on top of that, we got three Wednesdays that me and David do dinner with David and Devin. Community events. Yes. The, the best thing we've ever come up with, <laughs> title-wise. <laughs> Genius. Uh, Took all of three seconds. Titling. Um, and so we get families to host those once a month. Me and David host one. And then uh, either life groups or families will we'll host the other. So the 19th, we got a three Wednesday and why we do that is that's really meant to be an outreach thing which we're really trying to push it's it's kind of hard um, I don't know maybe it's hard on a Wednesday for a kid to remember oh this is my night like I need to be inviting somebody but that really is the, the purpose of why we do it well we wanted to capitalize mm-hmm. on remember the beginning of the year we had on Wednesday nights we are having 50 kids show up and of those 50 plus kids how many were visitors there were several visitors several guests that were coming yeah i think my mic was off just then for a second so in case you didn't catch anything i just said we do three (laughs) wednesdays as an outreach for our kids to reach out and i think wednesdays can be tough for kids just yeah do i need to repeat my part or just (laughs) i think you're fine i (laughs) i coughed earlier so i muted it and i forgot to unmute how about you just stop coughing that would be yeah, then wouldn't that be grand? <laughs> just turn it uh, off. It's like three weeks now. But uh, yeah, we had all these, these just several guests coming with, with for friends of our our students, and so we wanted to capitalize on that and yeah. figured, hey, you know, maybe Wednesday is 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 a good time. Maybe it's sports. I don't know, but uh, I, some of it it's, it's been good. I think at least it has been, and, it, and if anything, it just gives us more time together. Yeah, you know, and and so we do those 
3D Wednesdays twice. Well, not you and I together. I, we've had enough of each other. By the yeah, day. we get plenty. Yeah, by of Wednesday at 5.30, we're I spend like, like a third of my life now with David. Oh. And I don't know how that's really shaping me as a person. <laughs> Ouch. I was going to see. I, I'd speak. N- this, nope. You know what? I'm not going to speak. I was going to speak kindly, but never mind. You were. You were. Yeah, gonna speak I was going to say it has shaped me positively. Oh, wow. it's made me a bit. But no, forget uh, that. Nope. Nah, what? you just used a lot of language I used. So I feel like now you're just trying wait, to come what? back and because I said you the word shaped. Yes, that's the, oh, yeah. you got, oh, you got the market on the word shaped. Maybe I do, David. <laughs> wow, you know. Um, if there's any good counselors listening right now, we could use one. I know there's one down the hall, but <laughs> yeah, I know we have one here. But yeah, I know we have one here, but that's awkward. So, um, but our let's go ahead and get into our passage for the week. Um, David is going to be preaching on forgiveness, and while he's you know we might be around in the text um, a couple of you know different places in the text. I think one of the major places you said you're going to be is is uh, with the. Prodigal son, the parable yes. of the prodigal son, yeah. which is, um, I, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that is the most commentated parable in church history. Really, like you go back to the church fathers, it's it is the one that throughout history people have talked about and thought about and you know contemplated uh, because I mean there's it's a very very powerful image if we learn. You know, we're me and David are both doing ethics classes right now for the kids. You know, different ways that Scripture teaches us rules, like commands and things like that. You've got principles, love, justice, but then you get like paradigms. And paradigms in Scripture are typically, for me, in my opinion, the most powerful. Paradigms have the most, um, I don't know, prevalence of of shaping us. See. I've, oh yeah! Sorry. See how I use that word a lot. Now I got to yeah. trademark you every time I use shaping. <laughs> uh, it, paradigms and paradigms come from narratives. Narratives, you know, you get a story. You get you know protagonists, antagonists, obstacles, and victories. And from the paradigms of scripture, we we get that the power that um, transforms us. You know, the story of the cross of Jesus is a paradigm, and that paradigm, you know, it's much different than just reading uh, Jesus died for you and now your sins are forgiven. You know, just kind of like this blanket statement versus when you read through the gospel story, a paradigm is related to you of how you now need to view the world. And so that's, I mean, that's the power of like parables. Why Jesus told parables is because they teach in a different way. And so the prodigal son is definitely like one of these very, very powerful paradigms in scripture. So, do we start by reading it? Is it what, what do yeah, you want to do? I think we read it. Yeah. All right. You, you want to do that? Yeah. Luke uh, chapter fifteen, starting in verse eleven. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story: A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, "I want my share of your estate now before you die." So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. 
I will go home to my father and say, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house, and he asked one of the servants what was going on. He was told, Your brother is back, and your father has killed the fattened calf. We're celebrating because of his safe return. But the older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, All these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fat, fattened calf. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you've always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. What translation are you reading from? New Living. New Living. I like that. I like some of the wordage there. Um, <clears throat> what sticks out to you? I know you can't give away your whole sermon or oh, anything. Man, but there's so much that sticks out to me. Yeah. Um, the the fact that uh you know you get you get the son in the pigsty and it, it come to his senses whatever you know whatever that was <laughs> maybe he was just like i want to eat pig food this is gross mm-hmm. um but he starts rehearsing the speech like this is what i have to say i'm not i'm never going to be accepted i'm never going to be you know uh reinstated to my previous position you know uh but maybe i can just come back and kind of live on the you know bottom rung and so he's rehe- I, f- I feel like I can make picture him rehearsing the speech as he's walking down the road. You know, Father, forgive me for I sinned against you. Father, forgive me for I sinned mm-hmm, against you. Mm-hmm. And as his dad runs to him, I, th- I feel like he probably, I can see him starting his speech, Father, forgive me for us. And the dad just cuts him off. Mm. Like, I don't need your speech. I don't need your words. You've come back. Like, mm-hmm. that's all I care about. Uh, just that moment. Yeah, I, I play pictures in my head. I'm a, I'm a visual learner. And so when I read things, I, I can just play it in my head. And, and the picture I see don't know if it looked anything like it, but the picture I see in my head uh, always just kind of gives me goosebumps. Like to just imagine this father running. Uh, you know, I, I can't imagine in this story what a father would feel like, you know, going through that. I have three daughters, so I'm told that I probably won't ever have to face the rejection of a teenage. I'm kidding. But I can't imagine, you know, my one of my children, especially my youngest, because she's still like. She loves to cuddle up next to me and, mm-hmm. you know, all that. I can't imagine a scenario where, you know, anything that, like that would happen or what I'd feel. But I know I'd, I feel like I'd be that, that father who'd just run out and, and, and love them. Uh, but then I have to remember this is not about the people. This is obviously about God as the father and welcoming back. And, and so, you know, going out and loving and meeting. The fact he runs off the porch to run out and meet his son and stand there with his arms crossed because maybe that's what we would almost expect. Uh, God the Father to be like, or, or maybe even how we would expect our own fathers to be like. Um, but he runs out, and meets him. He 
where he's at. Uh, and I, ain't, I can't talk about the oldest son because he's just a punk. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, he's, he's not really much of a punk because I find myself he reacting. Has valid. Like he has a valid, yeah. <clears throat> he's like, I've, I've stayed here and I've worked. And I've done everything you've, you've told me. I've never refused anything. So I've been a good rule keeper. I've been a good law follower. And now here comes this pagan that's come back in here and you you've given him the finest of things uh and then the way the father responds with you've always been by my side everything i have is yours so he doesn't reject the oldest son either just like he doesn't reject the youngest son when he comes back Mm -hmm. he just has to correct the oldest son you know yeah just some of the things yeah that's great i i think about how this whole you know this is the third of three parables about things being lost so at the beginning of chapter 15 you get his audience and it says now the the prostitutes and tax collectors or tax collectors and sinners i can't remember who let me look at that again who was that tax collectors and sinners were drawing near to him and the pharisees start to grumble so it's you've got both you've got the older son and the younger son both present in the audience and jesus tells stories um you know, the first two, you don't really get the pharisaical position like you do in the lost son story. But in the coin and the <clears throat> lost sheep, you know, it's like Jesus is speaking directly to the the tax collectors, the sinners, the people who feel far off, the people who are feel excluded. And tells these beautiful parables about, hey, those people that are far off, those people feel like they're missing. Like, I'm looking for you. I'm searching. You just, you know unlike the inanimate object that a coin is or unlike the kind of docile um, stupid nature of a sheep you know you you have to respond like you've got to come back and so that's almost like what the prodigal son story like fills in it fills in those gaps where it's okay you know typically you're not just lost or wandered or you really purposely left me Hmm. and now you've got to come back to me and so it's, I think it's interesting he doesn't start with the prodigal son story. He starts, he goes to the sheep or the coin and the sheep and he's, you know, you get that emotion. Oh, God really is looking for me. He's, well, there's another aspect to it. You really left. Mm. God never left you. You put yourself there. You put yourself yeah. there. You chose this. So now, just like this younger son who has to come to himself to realize he's got to do this inner work in a sense on your own. Which you know that that process is never in complete isolation, but you've got to do that work of saying, "Okay, I got I got to come back to God now," and so he does that, and you get this wonderful embrace and everything that you just mentioned, and and then he hits on the Pharisees, like very last point. Hey, in case you weren't totally offended that I'm coming after all these sinners, uh, also recognize that you're in the wrong for feeling this way. And uh, I think it's really great. I mean, that's just, man, the the artistry behind how Jesus decides to do all that is what gets me. It's like, man, will I ever be able to look out at my crowd and kind of know and understand them? And, I mean, pastors should be able to do this for their churches, right? Mm-hmm. Look out over their crowd and uh, their audience, their church, and say, okay, this is what's going on. This is what I need to speak to. Now let me just artfully, like, in the moment, just give out this great... <laughs> That hits both, Crazy like, that, hit, that hits everybody and everybody. You know, you got people feeling great and people feeling bad, and ultimately everybody just wants to come come to God because of it. Half of them walk out loving you, half of them walk out hating you. Yep. 
<clears throat> well, I don't know. Maybe that does happen. Uh, that uh, that actually sounds, sounds pretty. <laughs> um, but no, and, and I think this is just repeated throughout the book of Luke. Luke's just really good about talking about the least of these, and in uh, Luke nineteen ten is the whole at the end of the Zacchaeus story. You get Jesus's slash God's mission statement of you know the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost, mm. and that just really sums up. Um, you know, our standing before God. And um, I don't know, that's beautiful. It's beautiful to know that the o- the only reason I'm here where I am is because I was lost and God sought after me. And his spirit led me to truth. And um, it's different for everybody. You know, growing up in the church, maybe you never feel like you're just truly lost, but you're always just kind of waiting mm-hmm. out in the murkiness of life. But he, and even that's lost. And, and God sought me when I was there. And trying to do Christianity my own way, kind of like having this secret life, um, having poor relationships, um, being unspiritual, but like trying to have this intellect of God. And I was so lost in that regard. And to know that God sought me there. Like he could see through my facade of, oh, well, I have I have a degree and I've been to mm-hmm. school and uh, I know things. That was a big state of loss, and God sought me there. So now I think that, I don't know, that balance for me and you is like staying in between. I don't know. That That's where that's where I think the you get, you get the two extremes of younger brother, older brother, and finding out what this middle picture is. You don't get the middle brother, right? Yeah. Uh, what's what's the middle brother story of? Oh, nobody nobody <laughs> talks about the middle hey, child. Yeah, I know, man. Hey. I was going to say nobody Sorry. cares about middle child, but my children listen to this, so I don't want her to hear that. Well, I'm the middle child, man. I well, then nobody cares about, about middle child. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you're right. Yeah, and I, I find myself, I, admittedly, I find myself more of the older son. It's it's funny, the older I get, I'm actually finding myself more of the older son. Interesting. Yeah. Than, than the other, you know, and uh, there's just been some instances where I've, found myself sitting in judgment on people's choices and i'm mm-hmm. like whoa 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 you know i have to back yeah. up and kind of drift back into that middle space so yeah it's it's tough hey that was really good stuff if you could write that all down and i'll just preach it sunday like it's my own <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when i was doing uh karate wait no we don't talk about kaylee she doesn't like our intro music so yeah that's true she didn't like the full house intro oh well, you're not supposed to tell me that because she's going to listen to it now. And, oh, yeah, that's true. Because my wife doesn't listen to these. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. I think we're out of time. But I really appreciate y'all uh, taking the time to spend some time with um, a few of the ministers of Westgate as we prepare for Sunday and really try to think on um, the message. Just a, you know, just gives us this podcast really just gives us a second to dwell on that 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 coming sermon a little bit longer and. And hopefully that makes a greater impact for us throughout the week. Yes. Thank you for listening. Y'all have a great week. Peace and love.